Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Bang, bang! No, see, but right there, though, I don't He looked at him. No, but it wasn't, it wasn't long he enough. Yeah, I will not mean it don't need to be hey, long good enough. Good morning from at New York City. No, I need to be a good look, though. Stop. You don't need the Clippers to do Keyshawn, anything. Keyshawn, J. Will, like the Clippers. Clippers. No, I like Kawhi, though. I like Kawhi. I don't like the Clippers, but I like Kawhi. What we are discussing right here, everybody, is Kawhi Leonard's right. dunk Radio over. voice, 8 o'clock. That's right. It's time. Well, I just am trying to get into the conversation if I can. Because you guys are arguing about something that's interesting. We're not arguing. Okay, you're We're having, having a conversation about something that's very interesting. We're passionate. And that is Kawhi Leonard's dunk um, on Derek Favors last night, which was a highlight, which had just Joel Embiid nice. stopped in the midst of his press conference yes. after the game last night because he was watching it on a monitor. And we're watching it right now on ESPN News. And, it, and he even said he was like, oh, like, wow. Like, yeah, everybody's attention. And Keith said, you didn't like it. No, I didn't. It did. I, I like the dunk. His post-dunk swag just didn't Look get me right. Oh, no, but right there. The oh, that's cool. I like the dunk. But, but, but I need the eye roll and the stare down and the walk away. No. He really didn't give it to you him like the way it. he needed to. No, he looked at need, him, no. I don't need the screen. No. I just need the eye Ooh. roll and the stare down from the head to the toes. A, but the walk away. That's out of character for Kawhi. I get Kawhi it. don't need to yell. No, he, I didn't say yeah. He's a Terminator. He just looked at Jay, you. I just he's emotionless. But I need that. Like, come on, man. I need that look, though. Like, like, really, did you just try me? I need that look. But here, I just here, need it for me. Sometimes you be watching Kawhi. If you watch the games, like watching the game last night, there'll be times I'll be watching Kawhi, and I'm like, man, Kawhi walking like he's 95 years old sometimes. Always. <laughs> like he, he just chill. I know. No, but it's, it's also the way he walks, though. You're like, is he hurt? But then you see him do stuff like that, you'd be like, man, that dude, athletically, he did. But you know that stare, though, Jay, that, that like, come on, man. He please. did, though. You, I don't know nah, you he saw it. He it like you a guys remember like, the whole Dallas series when they had a couple of bangs and all those guys gained up and, like, ah, oh, they all. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. those, like, gifts yeah, were out there. Yeah, go yeah, nowhere. Like, my thing is, like, I don't need that no more from y'all. I just need y'all to win games. Yeah. Just win games. Well, they did. Take care of business. And they are right now. Now they've got their series even after their win last night. And – Dare I say that maybe load management worked this season for them? Because what are, what are the stories around the playoffs right now? Brooklyn Nets, two of their three stars out for tonight's Game 5 and a big Game 5. Injuries now for them. Joel Embiid was 0 for 12 in the second half and couldn't make a layup uh, for the a game-winning or potential game-winning layup because his knee, as we know, he's dealing with a knee injury that he's playing through, and he was 0 for 12 in the second half of that game. You saw Trey Young had a big pack of ice or, or heat, whatever it was, on his shoulder. He's dealing with that. Donovan Mitchell playing, playing through what is an ankle sprain that he's saying, I'm fine, but is he? You know, Mike he, Conley just, out. Mike Conley hasn't played yet for the Jazz in this series, and they desperately miss him. So when you look around, and who's the team standing that is right now, knock on wood, at full health? The, the Clippers, Clippers, who admitted that health came first when we made decisions late in the season, and that's why we did what we did. You know what else I love about it, though, Ty Lue? Because both series in Dallas and Utah, they've been down 0-2. And his, his mantra is the same. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. For now. Well, I mean, look, it, it's 2-2 now. You can't keep doing it, but yeah. Obviously, they can't keep doing it. But I, I don't know. When, when Kawhi and PG both play at that level mm-hmm. with it's the way to, they it's defend, hard, it's, hard to, it's, it's, hard, hard to it's hard for them to lose. I'm telling you. And, and with Kawhi, he's that guy that, that is he's an understated superstar. With everything that he does, and when he does turn it on, though, you might not have liked the flex or lack thereof after the dunk, but still, those are plays that you just watch him make, and then he also made a great block, an incredible defensive play in this game as well. When he turns it up another notch, it's impactful. It's inspiring to teammates. In fact, Paul George 
talked about it after the game last night. And you remember the Apple story, right? When he was sitting there having the fake Apple. Story, yeah, right? they, yeah. It's not, yeah, he, it's not he said it story. didn't happen, but the great, it's a hilarious story because it just feels like his personality. His team's out for a dinner. He's with the Spurs and uh, he shows up with a bag of apples and they ask him, what did you bring apples for? He says, cause it's apple time. Well, Paul George said, Kawhi knows when it's apple time. You know, you see him being more aggressive. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you know what time it is. Um, it's, it's written all over him um, in terms of it's, it's go time, it's, it's playoff basketball, and, uh, you know, ultimately it's, it's winning time. And so um, you see it all around him, his approach, his body language. Um, everything is to, uh, you know, be great. And so, um, you know, he's, he's, he's leading the way. So they both go for 31. They both get 31. Paul George, is he feeding off of Kawhi here? Is he starting to emerge too? I feel like Paul George has had to deal with a lot over the last couple of years. But I, I love that I'm finally watching him, and it's no disrespect because both of these guys are talented players. But Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles should not be able to check Paul George. Mm-hmm. Paul George, there's certain dudes, and I know Key had to feel this way when he would come on the, on the field and you would see the person defending you. You look at that person and be like, okay, I'm going to take your lunch money today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all of it because there's no was way you every can guard guy? me. Was that every guy you faced? Or? No, I mean, but, but certain true. dudes, you know, like, oh, they gonna, you going to guard me? Okay. Yeah, don't disrespect me, though. Yes. And that's how Paul George <laughs> should feel with Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles. Like, we were – the way they, those two defended in the first two games, you would have thought they were better defenders than Kawhi and Paul George with the way they were defending. But there's no way they should be able to defend Paul George. So we're finally seeing Paul George – play at the level that we've expected him to play at, and that's why they won. And, and, I, and, I, and I do think that, to a degree, Kawhi Leonard, he feeds off of that a little bit, right? He, and meaning Paul George. He probably understands that Kawhi is, is carrying as much as he can. I need to step up and start to carry my end of the bargain. Uh, the reason he is a Clipper is because of Kawhi. Outside of that, he'd probably still be at OKC, but Kawhi wanted him, signed off on it to go get him, so you certainly don't want to let your running mate – down. Um, and, and as far as Kawhi goes, you know, we talk about this load management situation. And you talk, you mentioned the injuries to a lot of the players in the playoffs. A lot of those injuries that are in the playoffs are ankles being rolled up, things of that nature. It has nothing to do with load management. Maybe uh, uh, you look at Kyrie, that's an ankle. Yeah. You look at James Harden, you know, that's a hamstring. Well, hamstring, down, well that's just, due to well, the, the way conditioning is, and that. Yeah. And that dude, that's due to, like you said, some conditioning issues that he probably had early on. And even yeah. there, as we're showing on, uh, on ESPN News, is Kawhi actually did leave the game as he bumped, as he was driving to the basket, he bumped into Joe Ingles and he hurt his knee a little bit, tweaked it a little bit, uh, but afterwards said he'll be fine. But with that in mind, as we're talking about, they're at full health, right? How much of a concern is what you saw to Joel Embiid late in that game against the Hawks, considering how much different they look when he can't do what he normally can do. Now, that would be a load management situation, right? That, because that needs rest. It needs to heal properly. And if he can't Parsons rest, which you can't, yeah. which you can't do is you can't operate on him right now and he can't get the rest. So then you go get some of that special magic, Jay. Whatever that is, that special magic to get that knee going. <laughs> what kind of special magic can we put on that knee? I have no idea, but it works. <laughs> um, all I would say, I don't, I don't put last night's loss on Joel Embiid. I don't. I know he was 0-12 in the second half. How would you not? Because they were up 18 points, man. Like, they just lost their identity. They went into hero ball. It's not on Joel. I'm not saying Joel Embiid doesn't des- deserve some blame, but to sit there and act like they didn't 
the lack of intensity that they didn't bring the second half. I mean, Ben Simmons almost had a triple-double in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then he, it was like he just became a shell of himself. They even kind of essentially blocked out Seth Curry in this game. I mean, Seth Curry is one of their best shooters they have, and they went away from him. So, at times, you wonder about their identity. Like, if you're going to be that pit bull defensively, then maintain that kind of stamina. Maintain, you have to endure and maintain. And it just seems like they went to hero basketball, and I can do it by myself. And defensively, we'll just take possessions off. It seemed like they were very lethargic in the well, second half. Why does Doc team struggle, or Glenn Rivers team struggle, uh, second halves in the playoff games? They, they tend – you go back to the Clippers, that was one of the knocks on him is, is for whatever reason they would surrender leads and blow games in the second half. You saw him last year. I mean, you, you think about the year before that. It's just something, and I don't know if it's coaching, Jay. You can speak to that more so than me, but it's something that's there because here's the trend that's following them again. And who is well, the coach? That's coach like, and, and I, know, I know we made fun of it, and I know it's not a big thing to you. But, like, see, I see, I look at little things leadership-wise, right? So, and after a game where you have a chance to be up three to one, right? And I, I know we're in a different age. Maybe it's just the way I'm built, okay? We're up three. You, you lose that game. You should be up three to one. And I, I'm watching Joel Embiid on an interview, and he's laughing about Kawhi Leonard in the dunk. And I'm sitting here saying, I ain't worried about Kawhi Leonard and the dunk he had on Derek Favors. I'm worried about your asses giving up an 18-point lead when you guys should have had three one. And you need the rest. You know how you get rest? You win the series you're supposed to win. You let Milwaukee and the Nets fight it out into seven. And you get your rest into that point. Like, I wonder sometimes, like, who is the leader on this team? But why, does, could, that, but why does that even matter that he's laughing? The game's over. Well, key, k- k- I think there's a, there's a history of Joel Embiid not taking leadership seriously but with what this team. But what makes you think that – and what makes you think – that because he has a certain personality that he's not taking the leadership role serious. And the reason that I bring that up and, and, and I'm even having that conversation with you right now is because as a player myself in the league, just because I'm not like doing something, I remember out here in New York, it was either New York Post or one of them stupid newspapers from out here that wrote that everything is fun and games because – they catch you on the sideline smiling, mm-hmm. or say it's not that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Joel Embiid is not taking it serious. That's all I'm, I'm like. What makes you think that? Just because he doesn't approach it like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant? No, I don't. Mean, I don't need you to approach like a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. I'm just trying to tell you that. By, I, I pay attention to body language a lot, mm-hmm. and the body language told me yesterday that this team kind of checked out. I also and it starts think- with Joel Embiid. Yeah. It does. I'm not saying he's the I main. I get the observation. I also just said it's not the main reason they lost. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also said that, right? I said they took the foot of the gas. But if you question the identity sometimes of who Philadelphia is, that's a legit question. Like, if I were to ask you, Key, who are the Philadelphia 76ers, how would you answer that question? I know, I know who the Clippers are to a degree. Like, when, they, when both those guys I would play, just well, say they Jekyll and Hyde is what I would say. Well, that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. And the problem is that the, the, the door was open for them to have a run into the finals if the Nets have these injuries. But, this, but, but, but now but, the Embiid injury is a concern. But the top dude on the team is hurting. He's hurting. Yeah. So, which, which when means, you're hurting, you're going to go 0-12. Well, you need another. Was it 0-12? Yeah, it was a, Oh, well, it could be either one. But Jay, Jay's point is, though, is that, okay, so he's hurt. Somebody else had to step up, and that somebody else should have been Ben Simmons. You did not see that in the second half. I will say this about the Embiid reaction post game. It told me he's not worried. 
Like he knew what happened in the second half. He's not worried, and you just hope that he can be that's healthy fine. enough all up for to interpretation. Win I mean, I'm with you. That's no, fine. No, and I'm with you. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, Progressive's Home Quote Explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. So we go to this series now tonight at Game 5. Pivotal, as they usually are when it's 2-2. It's always the odd number. Game 1, Game 3, Game 5, and obviously Game 7. Those are generally the turning point games of any series. Malika Andrews joins us right now to discuss Bucks nets tonight, our ESPN NBA reporter. Good morning, Malika. So no Kyrie and no James Harden for Game 5. Somebody other than KD. KD, you expect is showing up and filling the big role. But who are we looking at to fill the roles that are obviously open now with the two of the big three unavailable? Well, you're asking who's going to fill the roles of two bona fide all-stars, and there is no one person that isn't a simple question for these Brooklyn Nets. But as we just heard a snippet of Steve Nass say earlier, we, the Brooklyn Nets, have found a way to win games, he said, all season long, the majority of the time, not having all of the big three out on the floor. Now, they have only played five games with just Kevin Durant out on the court in the regular season. The good news is that they won four of those five games. And yes, I understand that's the playoffs. Yes, I understand that wasn't against any teams that are currently still in the playoffs. But that's how they're going to be assessing this. How can they by committee, look to fill these roles, look to fill especially these ball handling, these facilitating roles. Specifically, they're probably going to be looking at guys like Mike James to step up the way he did in game one. He played a big role. Blake Griffin was a huge part of the reason why they were able to win game one after James Harden went down. But it isn't going to be a simple answer of how they're going to replace these players that borderline on irreplaceable. Malika, is it official? Is James Harden ruled out for game five? Yes, James Harden has been ruled out for Game 5. The team announced last night. Uh, It was interesting. Steve Nash said when he was speaking to reporters last night that he wasn't sure yet, that James Harden was still working out, that he was going through his workouts. And then about an hour later, the team announced at least that he would be ruled out for Game 5. Okay, Milwaukee now is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at this game at the Barclays Center tonight. How is Kevin Durant – handled all this have you seen anything mannerism wise kind of change with his demeanor about what kind of role he needs to take on in a a massive game five scenario this evening yeah I mean you you know Kevin he he seems to be pretty even keeled when he was speaking to reporters yesterday he said look I'm prepared to go out there give it all do it all like I do most nights, like I do every night. But obviously he he knows that there is a hole to fill. And look, he has stepped up when he has been the only when he has been the only one of the big three out on the floor. He's been shooting in those five games an efficient sixty three percent. He's averaging just under thirty four points in those games. Now you could argue argue that yes, this is the playoffs. Yes, he may need to do something uh, spectacular, even more special in order to win this. But one player texted me the other day from the Brooklyn Nets saying, Look, we still have the utmost confidence that we can win this series Malika how likely or either or or both 
could we see James Harden or Kyrie Irving for a game six? Well, it's certainly a possibility. James Harden, from what I've been told, may be farther along in his uh, process towards a return, his road towards a return than Kyrie Irving. But Steve Nash said yesterday, you know, he doesn't know. He's not sure whether or not uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be available to play yet. This is one of those things, this is one of those injuries that, that time is going to tell, that treatment is going to tell, but it looks bad. One thing is for certain, players like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they are champing at the bit to want to be out there and play. Uh, James Harden, during the regular season, he has spoken about when he was out due to injury that he felt like at times he let folks down. He wants to be out there with his teammates. So you can bet that he is going to be pushing as hard as he can to be able to play. It hasn't been ruled out that yet, but like I said, it appears that James Harden may be farther along in that process than Kyrie Irving. You have to imagine once it gets to that must-win category, all hands have to be on deck. Malika, thank you so much as always. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Malika Andrews on the Goodyear Hotline. So with that in mind, you know, we, you know, when we talked about that, I believe we did talk about this yesterday, Anthony Davis, you, 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 know, you said, you know, when the Lakers are facing elimination, it's got to rip it off the bone. You got to play. If the if the Nets lose tonight, is that the James Harden the same speech to James Harden for Game Six? I, I would think Jay, I, James Harden wouldn't need a speech. He would know just because he knows. Hey, I got to get out there. It's Game Six. It's elimination we face, and I'm a you know, if I rip it off the bone, I'll take all off season to right. heal. But this is a situation where he can't go tonight. But in Game Six, it's a must go. Period. At that point, you have to. I mean, I have you guys ever had a hamstring injury? Oh, yeah. Like, you can't move. Like, it's not something where it's like, okay, like, I'll well, just give it a couple of days. Right? You, well, you can't. Well, useless. laterally, it hurts. But then also, when you're going north to south, which is the way James Harden moves, especially when he dips, like, that's when he pushes off that right leg. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's everything. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Rest is the only thing that can heal that. The only problem is when you rest – then you don't get conditioning, mm-hmm. right? So then when James Harden does come back, like what kind of shape will he – and I know he did this a little bit earlier, but – But he's I only th- been down a week, right? Man, but Key, you know how it is. Like when you're used to training every single day. But he's like, doing something, right? He's got to be riding a bike. A bike he's got to yeah. be doing something. I hear you, but you're coming bike. back to a game five scenario. You're coming back to a game, game six, six scenario. I mean, game yeah. six scenario if yeah. he comes back. I mean, the intensity in that game is going to be – off the charts. That's a hell of a game just to say, hey, yeah, welcome back road. off injury. I've been riding a back. bike. <laughs> yeah, welcome to your translation, riding a bike into a right, game you, six. You come off a bike and there's <laughs> Drew Holiday waiting for you. Like, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. But for KD, he's got to be ready for it tonight. And it's not a big sample size, right? What do, you, but, what, what do you need to see from Kevin Durant, even if they lose, to make you think he gave it his all? Well, let, let me first give you this. So when only KD played this season for the Nets, there was five games. They were four and one. And four, the four teams, or three of the four teams were postseason teams, the Pacers, the Nuggets, and the Knicks. In fact, the one team they lost to was the Thunder, which doesn't make any sense. So, you know, they have been able to survive just with Kevin Durant, but obviously it's the playoffs now. It's a much different thing, and it's the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's a great question to ask. What, would, you what said, do what? you want to see so What do you Kevin need? Like, so Same the, thing I always see. I don't need to see. No, I don't need to see what I saw in Game Four. I need to see what I saw Snap in One net. and Two. Say, I, I, give me, give me what you normally would give me, and then everybody else around him has to do their part. So in. I'm not suggesting that Kevin Durant can't do what he did in Game One, Game Two, or Game Three, 
but he's going to be the primary the well, primary focal point. Oh, game three, yeah, game three, yeah. Game, game four was game the, game four was the primary yeah. focal point sure. of their defense. So every time he has the ball, he's going to get blitz. Understand? He's got double team, so it's going to be KD one versus two or three. So, so now Every I need those maybe. other I need those other four guys to step up and do something so they can alleviate the pressure. So here's my question: of Who are those other four guys? Whoever they are, that's exactly. But that's what we've seen from the Nets, then, though. We've seen so many of their other guys will have like Landry Shamit comes up. in and just starts drilling yeah, threes. You show Jeff up. Green. It's always some guy that all of a sudden, and Joe Harris, you know, can show yeah, up when you're ready. Great. Yeah, Blake Griffin all of a sudden becomes Sir Dunk a lot again. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what you need. I know. I'm just saying, Milwaukee is exponentially the better team. Oh, now, like, yeah, for sure. Now, top yes. to bottom. I mean, with the way they defend all their pieces. But I mean, you know, so, you know how it go, though. Heroes come out of nowhere. And that's true. I'm not, saying, oh, I'm not saying KD don't have hero abilities. No, he not him. I'm yeah. saying hero other, in terms other of players. some dude can I, can I all of a sudden start jacking threes from the corner. You're the guy with courtside seats. Can Barkley Center well, sound I'm like sure. – I mean, can it sound like it needs to sound like to give those supporting cast guys that extra confident – whatever it is, extra bravado, whatever it is, to step up and make those plays, knock down those shots, so I'm going, give you that I'm extra. I'm going tonight. Is that game, building going to make the noise that it needs to make Game two to help off the this charts. team? Game two was off the charts. I, heard. I haven't heard – I haven't heard the Barclay Center like it was game two before. It needs I still to be ain't got no seats, game, so anyway. – game two, Well, because no? you bullied me all the time. I still haven't got. You said you were going to go tonight, though. Just I might gonna... just go get a Gideon and sit at the top. Right. You know what a Gideon is? <laughs> I know what a Gideon is. You know what a Gideon is, Jay? No, Jay has courtside seats. He doesn't understand Gideon. <laughs> I might just go get me a Gideon. You know what a Gideon is? <laughs> What's a Gideon? Gideon is I walk up with my forty bucks, buy me any ticket in the stadium, go sit upstairs, and I'm in. And I just got to move around. I'm in. <laughs> Somebody come to me and say, "Hey, that's my seat, sir." Oh, no problem, sir. No, I go I'll move, move to the next seat. <laughs> hey, sir, you can't stand here in I'm the concession hallway. I'm all by myself tonight, and so. I didn't get invited to sit courtside and cross my feet. Didn't do it. You, you don't have a seat? I did not. My wife and I are going. It's our first date night. Yeah, okay. Ooh. I'm, 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 I, I got eyes watching now. You told me that. I got eyes watching. Yep. With that being said, um, courtside. Where, where are you trying to throw the break? Are you throwing the break? The camera pans courtside, and there, there's. I got eyes watching. Don't worry. If Jay not sitting courtside seats, then I'm. I know something. This is uh, a good time to say that KJZ is brought to you by attorneys Cordell and Cordell. Don't put that on. Wait wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) You're in love. Dad's law. (laughs) Just in case. Might want to keep that number. Wait for the punchline. Go ahead. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight for Game 5. I guess we'll have to just listen tonight, Key. If anybody out there has an extra ticket... (laughs) And they want to give it to me to go to the game and sit next to them tonight. There you go. There tweet at us, and I'm going to come rock with All you. Right. But they got to be for us. Make sure they pay you an Ethereum. The coverage <laughs> begins at you. 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. What would be funny? <laughs> Is if Key worked his way all the way down in his, you know, his get in, works I got, his way I'm, down, I'm, then he's sitting next to you courtside going, I'm, How are you and Rich Climbing doing? I'm going to create your wife 10 tokens to for Key, 10 tokens. We'll, we'll figure out Ethereum wise. You have to pay Key a lot of money, buy a token, and go sit courtside with Key. That's how we're going to start doing it here at KJC. We're going to start making money out here. KD! <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeez, Alan. Jeez. You know what? You can't, you can't help yourself. <laughs> Come on. It's too much fun. He might play better. I don't know. He might be fired up. I don't, I don't know. You know what? Yeah. Whatever, whatever keeps him gas. Put my name on I the trophy. I need a win tonight. Put my hey, name on hey, the trophy. Hey, KD. Look who's sitting courtside. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, <laughs> usually we do rankings. But what happens when someone else no does the rankings and uh, they have like someone like Key or maybe Jay too low? 
we got some issues. Mm-hmm. That's after Key has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It's the momentum to build up to and capture the moment. But it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Hawks have evened up their series with the Sixers two games apiece. Can Trey Young lead this team all the way to the conference final? We'll talk about that and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. It's ridiculous. It's just a, just, just a collection just, you know, of, of just bad teammates. It's amazing sometimes, like, what people say when they what, – what's the most wild thing a dude has ever said to you when they first meet you? Careful. Plenty of things. Yeah, there's been problems yeah, with things. Yeah, that, I don't – whatever, right? It's like, okay. Yeah. I had somebody the other day that literally came up to me and was like, man, how's your leg? <laughs> I'm like <laughs> – Damn, I'm like, when you want to say hello? Hi, nice to meet you. Hey, this is, hey, is this your wife? Nice to meet you. I'm with my wife and my kids. Stare right at the leg. How is it? Tell me how it is. Can you still walk? I'm like, all right. Can you still walk? Way to, way to, way to kick things off. You just it. saw me walking. <laughs> yeah, you was you really just, good. You saw you me. Got into that <laughs> Damn. Like, what? Like, thanks for reminding me, right? You get that. You definitely get that, though, right? You get that, that, well, people, when they see you, their first memory of you is something. And some people, it's a positive thing. And then some people, it's like, you know, don't let that one free throw define your career. And you're like, 
free throw? Like, <laughs> what? Yes, like that it, is it what was versus do? Indiana. Yes, I know. And my wife is an Indiana grad. She reminds me every day. She doesn't remind you every day. No, but her bro- my brother-in-law does. He'll talk but about I love them. They're the best. But, but you can just. He was playing off. the long game, though. Long I mean, I mean, does your wife marry <laughs> you if you make that free throw? She might have still held a grudge. God, you did came he, out on top. Did he just say, "Let's play the long"? Did he really go but, there? Yeah, phrasing. Okay, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're remembering <laughs> playing careers. <laughs> Only on our Crazy. show. With, Only on our show. With that in mind. It's tough, man. Tough. Hey, Jay, let's play the long tough, game. We're tough, talking about your Tough crowd, man. Tough crowd. That's all I can tell you. Tough crowd. Oh, By the way, goodness. Jay, you missed a f- no. Yeah. So, uh, again, speaking of, of remembering careers, so Bill Connolly ranked the top 50 premier FBS wide receivers over the past five decades. Okay. Top five 50. Decades. It's a lot. Over the last 50 yeah. years. All right. So I'm curious about a lot of things, including I mean, number one wasn't very difficult. Would you Jerry say? Rice. You know the list, don't you? No, uh, no, I don't know. You I don't told know me yourself. Top of my I head. Before the I know show. some, some Randy, Moss. Oh, Randy Moss. Oh, Randy okay. Moss. Yeah, right. he goes yeah. to Marshall and just is insane, right? Yeah, Moss. So Larry Fitzgerald from Pittsburgh, uh, from Pitt at number two. Does that? I, I don't know the criteria of it. Moss, it's your college Fitzy career. Fitzy played, I think Fitzy might have played all four years. Devontae, I mean, he won well, the that's, Heisman. that's where it gets interesting. Devontae Smith, who just literally just left school, he's number three. Yeah, he's one of the greats, though. He's one of the, the, yeah, now, one before of the I continue legit. the list, although we are showing it on ESPN News, uh, Keyshawn is in the top ten. That's Jack. big time. That's big time. You think that's big time? He's Ooh. ten. Which means yeah, there were nine better than him. The last 50 years? Yeah. All right, so just I understand that we're going to get lost into it's Keyshawn. I get that. <laughs> but let me just provide context for people. We are talking about thousands of football, millions of football <laughs> over players. Over the last 50 years. Over the last 50 years. And Keyshawn's top 10. 10. That's pretty remarkable. That's a 1% when you, when you, Stop it. When you, look at, when you look at everything. I know what microcosm yeah. you live in. I understand yes. your world. You I look get at everything. It's, All right. Yeah. But now, now here's what we'll go with, though. Number four. <laughs> Was just, Justin, the list. Justin Blackman, who I mean, stop a prolific man. college career, and then no. came to the NFL and was like, "But this is college, I'm not right? Even like talking about like, this is college, NFL. right? He just had issues. I'm not and, even talking about the league. No, what I'm saying is, that you just like here's a guy that came in the league, and you thought like this guy was going to be special, and then he just the demons got him, and he just yeah, I he's don't gone. even know. Was he special at Oklahoma State though? Uh, was he, he at 3,564 yards and 40 touchdowns? Seems special to me. That's pretty special. I guess. <laughs> Desmond, I, mean, I, I, I love. Now, how do you feel they... about Desmond Howard at number five? I don't remember Desmond's numbers in college. I remember every time I looked up, though, he was making big plays. Twenty-one hundred yards, thirty-two touchdowns. But remember, he did a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he Ran did a lot ball, of stuff. Special he, yeah, teams. he was special. He he made big plays. Did the Heisman. Remember? Yeah, the Heisman at his, at his moment. Uh, Michael Crabtree. See, I don't get that one either, guys. But... I remember he scored the touchdown against Texas. Maybe that's the three thousand yards receiving though. It's a it's the air raid. Yeah, he get three thousand yards in air raid sleepwalking. So you tell me you you're disagree. one spot below Calvin Johnson. That's, can, can I finish? No, but we're just talking. He just. I know. I'm just. I'm once again. I just, get it, but I'm Cal- just Calvin laughing. John- okay, all right. Go ahead, continue. Johnny Rogers. I wasn't you were around. Born. Yes, you were. I don't. <laughs> I you were just I don't born. Know. Yeah, from Nebraska. <laughs> You know, you got to get the one guy that everybody's like, who? From back when they wore leather helmets? Well, not quite. No, it was in his early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2,600 yards, over 2,600 yards as well at a time where you really weren't 
Throwing uh, the ball, especially Nebraska. Yeah, they weren't throwing they the were ball that much, ball. but he played in that he game of the century against uh, Oklahoma. Tim Brown, special. Right? Desmond Howard, like a lot of. Okay, a lot so of, he was eight. Yeah, and then Megatron, Calvin Johnson, see, Georgia Tech. Megatron was in 2, the wishbone. Twenty nine hundred. Yeah, twenty nine hundred yards in the wishbone. Twenty eight TDs. Four, four, four years. Oh four to oh six, so that'd be three. I think three, three seasons. Three, three. Yeah. Three. But he was special. He was special based on the system that they ran. Because if he was in a pass happy system, he probably could have crushed it even more. Right. Imagine trying to guard him in a college. And then there's you. And you go for you had twenty seven hundred yards in basically two seasons. Oh my God. Yeah, I'd shred it, college. Sixteen touchdowns. Look bro. at this right here. Bam! Watch out, make there it out the way. Watch hmm. me cut it back against the ground. I'm look, looks like a Holla. number three. Oh, hey. Gone. Holla. Looks like a number three. Ooh, that's a lean mean Keyshawn. Right? right Come on, man. Look, look, he look, he look, look right. About, two of them. about 130. Right. Watch this right here. Watch out. My ex-teammate from high school and college. Boop. See ya. Put Last up the game as a Trojan Watch the against Northwestern. You know I always envision Key like Rose Bowl. Uh, 12 catches, 216 yards in the Rose Bowl. Hall of Fame, right? Rose Bowl Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, Rose Bowl yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. College was fun, though. It was, a, it was something that we all wish we could go back to. It relive. Alan, every time I saw last night, I was sitting there getting ready to watch the games, and I, I heard um, uh, a voice came on, and I was like, I know that voice, and I started watching it on TV, and it made me actually start thinking about Key. It was any given Sunday, and it was Stephen Willie Beeman. I was like, man, it, if there was one person in college that would remind me of Stephen Willie Beeman, <laughs> I'll be Keyshawn Johnson. Can you imagine if we had did a doc? I, somebody has to do a doc on Key in college. Seriously. No, uh, uh, no, no. No, you sure? Yeah, no. No? no. <laughs> he no. said that so quick. Nope. That'd be some Not VH, me. Some VHS tapes we could bring out. No, oh, no. Co- college oh. was college. We can I also was, get the, the perfect voiceover, too. I was tame in college. I was cool in college. I was straight. All I It was football, 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 football. That was it. It was a leafy college campus. On a leafy the college top. campus, there yeah. was a young Joseph oh, Keyshawn Johnson. And then, and then, and then the black bags ran into bed. <laughs> no, and no, changed. not at USC. We that's, didn't. Well, no, no, that's when the duffel bag arrived. <laughs> no, lies, 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 lies. lies. Co- lies college lies, was lies, fun. Lies. USC was fun. Two straight bowl games. That was great. Yeah. January first bowl game. Come so on, Keith. You're at USC in LA. You're mm. Mr. LA. We was You're from fun. LA. We well, I know. We club, but we don't downplay it like we it was did like a, everything <laughs> that you would do but you in know, a small college town. We just did it in a big city. In the exactly. It's not, it's not a small college town. You're in, in LA. In the mid-90s, no less. <laughs> so we was hanging out with people we should have been Prince, hanging out with. See y'all hanging out. He makes the face. But that's part of it, though. It's just like being in, in Raleigh-Durham. No, it's not. No. Yes. No, uh, being in Durham is not like Christian being in Lager, that This comes discussion back will campus. continue That's into the break comparison. while we find out why Aaron Rodgers is not the only future Hall of Famer missing from minicamp, and that's after Jay has this from Indeed. Please never compare Christian Leitner to Prince ever again. <laughs> the good news is your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times, let me say it again, four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. 
find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Now you're starting with a new quarterback. We all assume it's Jameis Winston. I think because the type of offense in which they run at New Orleans, I think he's in the perfect situation. Going to beat out Taysom Hill. That's what we assume. But I think Jameis becomes the starter of this team. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. John J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we go right now as Adam Schefter joins us. ESPN senior NFL insider and, of course, the host of the Adam Schefter podcast. I heard my man Shefty has some advice for me. Oh, yeah. I need to hear this, Shefty. (laughs) Okay. From a season, Shefty, you know, I've always learned from you since that first interview we did like six years ago where I started talking football for the first time in my career. So this is the moment for me to learn again. Please, let me have your advice. Well, I'm just curious, Jay. I haven't spoken to you since the events of last week, since Kevin Durant came out and was critical. I'm just curious what you took away from that whole incident, what, if anything, you learned from that incident, because I have some thoughts after you share with me what you learned. I I think the, the valuable lesson for me was to, if I decide to tell a story again like that, to give a heads up to the person or individual to kind of ask, hey, if I were to say this, would that be okay? I think that was the biggest lesson I learned. I, I, I think that's the valuable thing I could take away from it because I think in, in that manner I was wrong. Listen, I, I think that's – when I heard about the entire incident, I was on Get Up With You the day you said that, and I said to myself, wow, that is really interesting. And that explains a lot why Kevin Durant, his play has gone to even the next level, and it's already great. And so when I heard you say that, I was like, that's really interesting. In fact, I remember telling – couple of my friends about I'm like watch Durant in this series Jason on get up this and then all of a sudden Durant comes out and says what he says and my first thought was I've been through so many situations like that and I think early in my career you learn if somebody tells you something like that you're exactly right mm-hmm. go back hey do you mind if I say something about that is that okay and they might say no no don't say that I'm like 
Okay, great. No problem. And you, and you live and learn. And you knew the answer before I even asked you or before I even suggested anything. I would say that what you said is exactly right. That's probably a lesson well learned. I appreciate mm. it, brother. I learned it the hard way, but I still learn. So. Yeah, well. Most yeah. lessons are Good learned. Good job. The yes, they are. There's no doubt about that. But, but Adam, as we talk about these types of things and relationships and everything else, we were just talking uh, about what's going on in New England, and can't help but notice how much we're seeing of Mac Jones and talk about Mac Jones and potentially what he's going to be for them as early as week one. While Cam Newton is now back from the hand injury in the minicamp with them, what kind of insight can you give us on what the Patriots are planning to do with their quarterback situation? Well, I think what you've seen so far is Cam Newton has taken the majority of the reps during OTAs. He's been the guy that has taken all the first-team reps, and he's the guy that it looks like they're planning to go with. And Mac Jones has been impressive when he's got out there. But if you break it down yesterday, I think the uh, Newton took the majority of all the first-team reps, the majority of them, while they were out there. And so it is set up for him to basically win that job. Now, Jones has looked good so far. There's no doubt about that. But let's keep in mind last year, Cam Newton signed late in July. Didn't get to work with them during the offseason. It was the year of COVID. He got COVID. They didn't have a lot of offensive weapons. All those excuses, if you will, go out the window this year. He has an offseason to work with them. He's healthy. They have offensive weapons and firepower that they've added. So I think they're going to want to get a look at Cam Newton. But the issue in New England or Chicago, where they drafted Justin Fields, or San Francisco, where they drafted Trey Lance, there's a reason that these organizations drafted quarterbacks high because they think eventually they're going to have to turn to them. So, again, the veterans get the first call, and as long as things are going well and those teams are winning and the veteran quarterbacks are playing well, they'll hold on to those jobs. The question becomes what happens if those veteran quarterbacks struggle a bit, if those teams aren't winning, what then? But for going into camp, Cam Newton looks like he is on track to be the starter early on. Can't have you on the show, Adam, without asking you, and I'm sure you know where this is going. What's the latest on Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Well, speaking about making comments, how about Mark Murphy this past weekend saying that Aaron Rodgers is a complicated fellow? Now, again, that may be true. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not overly insulting. But I think so far this offseason, Matt LaFleur has said everything the right way. And even Brian Gutekinds has said the right things the right way. And then the president, Mark Murphy, said a few things a couple of times that raise your eyebrows. And you say, why is he saying this? What is the purpose? What's the upside? What's the gain in him saying this? And look, Aaron Rodgers clearly is not happy. Now, I know his former teammate, James Jones, has tweeted saying, everybody relax, and that's fine. But I've also had somebody text me saying Aaron is, quote-unquote, strong as hell on this. So I don't know what the truth is. Is James Jones right? Is the person who's texting me right? And I think we're going to have a couple of touchstone moments where we'll find out who's right. And that'll be right before training camp, whether Aaron Rodgers does or doesn't show. And if he doesn't show, the next moment would be about a week to 10 days out of the regular season opener, whether or not he shows up then. But again, the issues aren't going away. They're there. They're real. I I don't know if they can be solved. If they could be solved, don't you think they would have been already? They've met with him multiple times this offseason. They've offered him contract extensions. Nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. And I don't know anything will until it has to right before camp, 
right before the start of the season. Amazing story that continues to go. Shefty, thanks so much for the time and also for the advice for Jay Will. Appreciate no, it, Shefty. No advice, just listening. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too, you got it. All right, so Shefty had some advice, and we're going to get some more advice next. What's this about? Stick around to find out. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.